Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Those things are connected. Uh, when your spirit's weak, then your faith's going to be weak. Um, the parallels between the spirit and the physical body are great. And you'll find that faith is so much like the physical body. The body, if it's not fed, if it's not exercised, it's weak. But if it's fed and fed the right thing and exercised the right way, it's strong, it gets stronger. Faith must be fed and faith must be exercised. And whatever area you're needing faith in, needs to be fed in that area. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the class with us, and let's release faith that you, uh, we, will get exactly what, uh, you know, the spiritual nutrition, if you will, that the Lord knows uh, if we're deficient in it or we need extra in it. Only He can uh, shape uh, the utterance and direct the utterance and the revelation in the way that it hits all the spots <laughs> that you need and that it hits all the spots that the person sitting beside you or behind you, front of you, what they need. How can he do that at the same time? Well, he's the only one can do that that way. So let's ask for that. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together is touching this asking for your anointing, asking for your work in us and on us and through us. Utterance, direction, and grace. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn, please, in Matthew, the 20th chapter again today. We've been studying this 19th individual case of healing, which is the healing of Blind Bartimaeus, also the healing of the, the two blind men. It's, we'll talk about that in a moment. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, all three record this. In Matthew 20, let's read that again. Matthew 29, uh, excuse me, 20, verse 29. As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, they said, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked him, them because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will you that I shall do to you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them. So did they get what they asked for? Yeah. This, this word sometimes is used interchangeably, compassion, uh, 
and mercy. So they asked for mercy. They got mercy. He had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. How many believe this is not a fairy tale? Huh? This is not a parable. This is not a symbolic teaching. This is an historical event. This happened. These men lived in that time. Jesus came through there with this crowd. They cried out. And immediately, their blind eyes could see. The miracles still happen today. They do. They do. They have to still happen today if God still exists today. If Jesus is still alive, if faith is still around, and faith still works the same way, it'd have to happen again. It did happen. And it was recorded so you and I could learn from it and have similar things happen in our life, in the church. In uh, Mark, the 10th chapter, let's read Mark's account of this. Mark 10 and verse 46. It says, uh, they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now, depending on how much of the scripture you've read, you might say, well, that says blind Bartimaeus. The other said two blind men. Is it a different uh, account? No. Uh, Remember, it says they were leaving Jericho. And that's what the other one says too. And so if you back up quite a few chapters earlier, I think it was like the ninth chapter or so in Matthew, there's an account of two other blind men that were healed, different time, different place. And so some people casually read that and go, well, look, there's a mistake, you know. Uh, No, (laughs) it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. There's just more going on here than, than you've seen. Uh, so I said, well, it, was it one, one blind man or two blind men? Actually, probably hundreds or thousands of blind people healed. Say what? Yeah. Yeah. Many, many, many. Uh, sometimes it'll say uh, there were great, the scripture said there were great multitudes that came to hear him and to be healed. And they were all healed. Well, great multitudes is thousands of people, probably tens of thousands of people. And, and as many as touched him were made perfectly whole out of great multitudes, plural. How many blind people were healed? We don't know. Many. How many deaf people? We don't know. Uh, thousands, I would guess. Thousands. And so we're only given any detail, though, about, I don't know, uh, four, five, you know, out of all the thousands. And so Luke is, uh, excuse me, Mark is telling you what the Spirit of God's inspiring him to emphasize. Matthew is, and Luke are, and you'll find some of the same things they'll say, but then they'll say some things differently. Well, it's not that one is true, another is not, is we still don't know everything happened that day. 
we know a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of what happened that day. And so, uh, are we saying more than one blind person got healed that day? Obviously. But here there's emphasis just on this particular one, Bartimaeus. And I like detail like this, don't you? I mean, we're given the man's name, right? We, Bartimaeus. I reckon maybe we'll meet him later on, right? And uh, who are you, Bartimaeus? Oh, I remember you. <laughs> Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. How does faith come? How does faith come? It comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, Romans says, actually it's the word of Christ. And he heard, literally heard about the Christ. He heard about Jesus of Nazareth. He not saying he knew much about him being the Christ, but that's why he cried out. And the other man too. That's why more than we saw, I don't know, five other cases or something where people did the same thing. Have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. So this was something that happened numerous times. And um, it was what set in motion a total change of of Bartimaeus' life. Where did his miracle begin? When he heard about Jesus. Does that sound right to anybody? His whole life and existence began to change. If you trace it back, that's where it started. Where he heard about Jesus. And when he heard about Jesus, we know faith comes by hearing. Something quickened in him, didn't it? When he heard about Jesus, he couldn't be quiet. He couldn't sit on that knowledge that Jesus is right over there somewhere and he's having healings and miracles in his ministry. And I've heard about other blind, blind people getting healed. And I've heard about deaf people being and, and dumb and oppressed and, and Jesus, have mercy on me too. Jesus. It all started, somebody said it all started when he heard about Jesus. That's when it all started. And uh, many charged him, so not just one or two. A lot of people took it on themselves that they, they needed to hush this, this man. <laughs> Did you know the majority is not always right? Has anybody figured that out? The majority is not always right. Often wrong. Just because a lot of people think that way and a lot of people are doing it is no indication that it's right or good and certainly not that it's of God. And so many charged him that he should hold his peace. So how'd they do that? Many. The Bible, the Bible calls eight a few. So it's more than a few. 
It was many. So how many was it? I don't know. 20 people? I don't know. Just kept saying, shh, hush, shh, hush. Part of me, be quiet. Shh, shh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. That's just what, four? <laughs> Here's 15 more lined up behind. Shh, hush. No. Shh. Be quiet. Shh. Hush. Shh. You need to shut up. <laughs> what's, what's going on there? Why? Well, I don't know. The first person that did it thought they should. And it caught on. And 15 other people, whatever, 25 other people decided, yeah, I need to do that too. We need to hush this guy up. He didn't need to be hushed up. He's going to be in the scriptures. He's going to be in the Bible. Nobody needs to hush up Bartimaeus. How many would agree? Leave Bartimaeus alone. He's about to get healed. He's about to be in the Bible. About to be recorded by Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Is that right? Still be talking about it all, you know, centuries later. Hush up, Bartimaeus? Are you kidding? Where did you get your information? What gave you such an idea? What gave you such a thought? Why am I saying this? There are many voices or influences in the world, and all of them are saying something. And all, you know, there's only one that's the voice of God. And all these others, many of them pretend to be the voice of God. You've got all of these uh, that are, you know, uh, acting and portraying spiritual uh, fakery and, and trying to act like it's angelic or heavenly or uh, and, and just religious and, and pious and, and uh, you know, what motivated them to do this with him? This is, this is Jesus, you understand? Uh, it's an important procession. Don't disrupt the proceedings. Don't disrupt. Don't you, can't you see there's an important, you know, entourage here? Can't you see? Shh, hush. What are they saying? You're not important. What's going on with you is not important. What you need is not important. You need to shut up and not bother anybody. God does not tell you that you're not important. Hmm? Or that you, you don't matter. Your, your needs and desires don't matter. That's the enemy. That's always you know, trying to quench, trying to squelch, trying to silence, trying to suppress, oppress, bury you under condemnation, under uh, intimidation, fear, inferiority, all this stuff. You, you can feel the weight of it when you learn a few things spiritually. And you don't have to understand all the ramifications of it to know, resist that. Don't you accept that? Don't you listen to that? It's trying to, it's trying to convince you that you are less. That is not of God. That is not from God. 
You need to resist that. Class, are y'all with me? God didn't give us the spirit of fear. And that that word also has to do with being uh, timid and intimidated. So God didn't God didn't give us anything that's going to intimidate us and make us want to be withdrawn and hide and comply with, uh, you know, I can't say anything, I can't do anything, I don't matter, nobody knows, nobody cares. Those are lies from the devil. Lies. And and it's, it's sad that so many people, without even realizing it, they have yielded to that and yielded to that until they have withdrawn into shells, they have withdrawn into dark corners of, of existence, and they just, they have no confidence of who they are, what they are, and God did not do this to them. This was never of God, never from God. And you see, I, who are these guys? Uh, you know, something about the name here, uh, Bar Timaeus, it simply means what it went to say, the son of Timaeus. And I don't know, uh, especially in those days, if somebody was born with a deficiency like being blind, uh, it, it was looked at as a curse and just... He doesn't have a distinctive name. Who is he? He's the son of this one. That's it. And um, that's part of the mentality that they're saying, you need, just, you need to be quiet. You don't need to be seen. You don't need to be heard. Oh, but God cares about everybody. Hallelujah. That will acknowledge him and reach out to him in humility and, and, and faith, you're important to him. You matter to him. Even if nobody else thinks you matter, you matter to him. And if he thinks you matter, what does it matter what they think? <laughs> right? Right? I mean, who are they? And what is their opinion compared to his? Now, he thinks they matter too. If you know, they'll see it right and approach him. But uh, it's, there's so much here that with these big crowd of people, uh, hundreds at least, maybe more, big entourage, coming down the road, and these two beggars, one of them got his name, on the side of the road, Jesus, what about us? Have mercy on us. Son of David, he stops in his tracks. He's got time for him. The Lord always has time for faith. Hmm? Or come on, are y'all with me, class? No, he's not. He doesn't just automatically move by need. If it was just need, he would have preempted them, and he would have he would have perceived or seen their need even before they'd have had a chance to cry out, right? And if it was just need that he's responding to, he'd have just gone to them. They wouldn't have had to cry. They wouldn't have had to call. No, the Lord does not just automatically respond 
to need. You hear people say, well, you know, uh, God will, you know, he, he'll always just do whatever's needed. Not if you're not believing anything. It's not a, just an automatic all needs are met. All you got to do is look around you. All needs are not met. <laughs> right? The world is full of need. All needs are not met. And it's not because God doesn't care. It's not because he doesn't have the power. But they cried out in faith, asking for mercy, and he could respond to that. They charged him, verse 48, that he should hold his peace. Many charged him. But he cried the more a great deal. He got loud. <laughs> He's blind. He can't just jump up and run to Jesus. You know, and especially with this crowd around and everything, and, and in, they're in the street, they're in the road. And so you don't just, you shouldn't just run out in the road and you can't see. Uh, <laughs> right? Right? That's why they're on the side of the road. They stay on the side of the road. But what can he do? He doesn't have to just take this suppression. He resists it. How many understand? There's a lot of people's advice you should not listen to. Is that right? You should not listen to it. And somebody said, yeah, but you know, 25 people have told me the same thing. That doesn't make it right. Many told him the same thing. Many charged him, told him to shut up and be quiet and and, and get out of this uh, picture. But he said, all the more. Thou son of David, he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Somebody say, and Jesus stood still. still. This stopped Jesus in his tracks. This arrested him. What did? The, the, The heart tone in the words. He heard something. Somebody that believed in his ministry. Somebody that believed that something could happen. Something, somebody that believed in mercy and somebody that wouldn't quit. What did he hear? He heard faith. I said he heard faith. Faith in the Lord. Faith in his mercy. Faith, you know, elsewise you would not have cried out to start with and you certainly wouldn't have persisted through 25 whatever uh, you know, silent police <laughs> that are going to, you know, think it's their job to shut you down. Now, why do we keep talking about this? Because there's a lot of junk going on in the world, even among church-going people. You get goofy ideas. And just because several people tell you the same thing, it doesn't make it God. You need to learn how to hear from Him for yourself. And then once you've heard from Him, and you know it's based on what he said and his word and by his spirit. You don't let anybody rob you of that. You don't let anybody uh, cause you to stop. And on the other side of this, I think it's interesting. The very next phrase it said, Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. This is not a request. It's a command. And it was such a command that they called, they called the blind man Who? The ones that have been telling him to be quiet. They call the blind man and say, be of good comfort, rise, he calls you. 
What a flip-flop. <laughs> right? Shut up, shut up, shut up. Shh, we told you to shut up. Shut up, shut up. Oh, get up, get up, get, get up. He's calling you. That's how fickle so many are. And, and those just directed by the flesh and fear and every other thing. So fickle. So, and so, so adamant about something. And then so completely adamant about the opposite. That's unstable. Because it's not based on the word. It's not based on anything they're hearing from the Lord. And we don't want to be tossed to and fro. Carried about with every changing wind of doctrine. That's why Ephesians talks about growing up in him. You get solid. You get stabilized. He didn't change. Bartimaeus didn't. He didn't need to change. He's on the right track. They changed. They needed to change. They said, uh, be of good comfort. Be of good comfort. Well, who's bothering him? They're the ones that's been bothering him. <laughs> and, and rise. He's calling you. He's calling you. Yes, after he called to Jesus. Oh, come on, are y'all listening? After he called to Jesus. Anybody remember the scripture? Draw near to him. And what? And he'll draw near to you. Uh, who's supposed to initiate this? And you might say, well, uh, I'm supposed to do it first. Actually, he already moved first. And what a move. Right? God has already moved in Christ before you were born. Right? And he, he went and he has done what needed to be done. And, and the Spirit of God has called to you. And so it's, it's our move. But when we respond to that, and that's what he did this day, then here Jesus responds right back. He responded to his heart cry and his faith cry. They call, come, he, he calls you. He casting away his garment. He jumped up, threw aside his outer cloak, rose and came to Jesus. Now exactly how he did that, I don't know. He can't see. But he, maybe he headed towards where the, the sound was. And maybe somebody helped him. But Jesus answered and said to him, What wilt thou that I shall do to you? Now you might think that question's unnecessary, but obviously it was. What, what do you want me to do? The blind man said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. This is how we know Jesus heard faith, right? We know he heard faith. Jesus said it, it was faith. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Oh, glory to God. And our time's up again today. <laughs> There's so much more here. Come back tomorrow. Let's get into how, how, where his faith came in that Jesus was talking about and why he asked him that question. Till then said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. I've got the victory.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 